Welcome to Vision Drip, a podcast designed to give you a steady drip of our vision, mission, and DNA to establish and refine the gospel culture at Sacred City Church. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Schmidt, church planter and pastor of Sacred City Church in Moline, Illinois. I am so excited to have you with me as I hope this podcast helps to equip you as a disciple of Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life as we set out to make disciples, plant churches, and renew this city. Not only do I hope that this podcast helps you grow, but it would grow your affections for Jesus. So let's dive into this episode of Sacred City Vision Drill. Hey, we are back with part two of this podcast. I started for a better 2023 part two for a better 2023 looking ahead to the new year. And in the last episode, we covered the first five, five things to do, five things to give yourself towards to, to position yourself for a better 2023, better new year. Um, as this 2022 winds down, uh, we talked about daily Bible reading and prayer, number one, number two, to worship local, be part of uh, Sunday gatherings, the missional community life, number three, to take care of your body, what that looks like for you specifically, number four, to tame your vice, and in, in some cases, to kill your vice, uh, and number five uh, was to focus on stewardship. Now, I... I kind of cut off, I cut myself off early on, on number five because I think um, while number five I was talking about financial stewardship, having a budget, um, tithing, giving, generosity, being key pieces of of being a good steward. Um, some other things that I want to kind of like call into question or like uh, to be thinking about um, is the way that you use the things that you have. So, for example, easy one, easy place to go would be your home. Um, you live you live somewhere. You've got an apartment. You got a um, a home, a condo, something. Um, are you using that thing? Are you stewarding that gift that God's given you to advance His kingdom to help make disciples? Um, and, and, and I just want to ask that question, like, what's that look like? So that being the thought of stewardship of, you now you can apply this to your car. You can ap- apply that to your bourbon collection. If you're me, um, you can apply that to any other thing that you have. Um, are you using it for, for good purposes? Are you being selfish? Are you hoarding it? Um, not using it in a kingdom minded way. And so that would be a little bit of the bonus of, of number five of focusing on stewardship, um, that I would, uh, have you, you, uh, also think of also time. Like what are you, are you doing a good job of managing your time and hopefully asking these questions, hopefully going through um, these 10 things for a better 2023 are all piece of the puzzle of helping you uh, use your time more wisely um, or, or to a better end. That would also help you be a better steward because really what you got, you got resources, you got money, um, you've got your things, you've got time and your health would be another one that you have um, that need to be thought of and stewarded well. So uh, that, that'll wrap it up for the first five. And I want to move on to the six through 10 here, talking about these last half of them. Um, the, the other pieces of setting yourself up for a better 2023. So I'll take you to number six. Uh, it is to grow as a spouse. Okay. Grow as a spouse. Um, give yourself 
ask yourself the question, um, what do I need to do to become a better husband? What do I need to do to become a, a better wife? And that might be something that you need to actually go to your partner, go to your spouse and say, Hey, what is it? Where do you find, um, where do you think that I need to grow as, as it pertains to, um, this relationship? And, and honestly, one of the best ways to discover that and, and, and not it be totally subjective or like, yeah, I, I don't like it when you, you know, put your toothbrush in this compartment, it really ought to go in the drawer or whatever, you know, like something like that. That's a really terrible example of how to improve as a spouse. Um, but a good way to kind of dig into where these places that I need to grow are to read marriage books, um, find a book on marriage, um, that will help you think biblically about what does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a wife and give yourself to that? Now there are plenty of really, there are plenty of terrible marriage books and there are plenty uh, less. There's a handful of really good um, marriage books and a couple that we've commended in the past. I think John Piper's This Momentary Marriage um, is a good one. Uh, Tim Keller's The Meaning of Marriage has a lot of really great content in there. Um, but I think the best book that is available right now on the topic of marriage, most biblical, most timely, um, is written by Pastor TJ Sumter called No Mere Mortals. Um, and it's kind of a riff off of a C.S. Lewis quote. Um, there are no, you have not met a mere mortal. Um, this person in front of you will, will either be um, something so glorious that when you see them in glory in the new heavens, new earth, you'll be tempted to bow down and worship them because that's the kind of glory they possess, or they'll be so hideous um, and, and evil um, because they have not had a, a regenerate, uh, converted heart. Um, that they will be a monster, uh, a demon of sorts. And so he, he speaks of, of that reality of, of humanity and then just the fact of being mar- married to somebody who's not just merely a mortal. Uh, and so I would just encourage you to pick that one up and, and maybe you need to uh, be helpful to sit down and do that with a, a fight club uh, or maybe get together with a couple, another couple and, and do that together. We want to read and discuss and kind of process um, where we're at with this. Now, I don't want to leave out. Um, oh, here's here's a couple of other ideas before I get to to talking to single people. Um, uh, some things that you can do that would help you become a better spouse um, to foster intimacy uh, and and that companionship um, is to set aside regular date nights. It doesn't have to be every night of the, or every week, um, but something that's semi regular, whether it's every other week or if it's every 10 days or something, you know, you, you choose of, of what's going to work for you. And it doesn't have to be this glamorous date night. It can be pre- pretty simple. Um, but actually carving out that time, um, for, for marriage, for husband and wife alone together, talking, processing, evaluating what life is like, their relationship or relationship to the kids, um, next steps in life, having that, that time, that space to discuss those things, get, get up on the, off of the river onto the bank to see what, what it is God wants to do, um, and bring about in your, your life. Um, and, and this process of, of reading and studying and and open conversation about, Hey, what, what do you see? I mean, nobody knows you better than your spouse. Um, so to ask that question, what do you see in me that, that you, um, that would, that you would like to see uh, me take the step in and becoming more Christ-like, right? That's the goal. Not, not a, a spouse to morph that morph you into what they want based upon their preference. Um, rather, 
what does it look like for me to become more Christ-like, to conform to the image of, of the glorious son? Um, and so we want to, we want to give ourselves like, what is that thing? What does that thing look like? Um, it might expose a character flaw that's going to, you know, or, or point you back toward that, that taming your vice, um, piece that, that I talked about in the last episode. Might be something like that. Might not be super fun, honestly. Like sometimes there's got to be hard work, hard heart work that has to take place in order to make you a better um, husband or wife. And so um, here's a couple examples. One, husbands, um, to be more uh, relationally engaged. So if you're doing a good job of providing for your family, that's great. Um, but you can't just show up with, you know, be daddy Warbucks, cut a check and say, everybody else kind of fend for yourself. Like you, you need to shepherd your family. You need to shepherd your wife. And so making that time, date nights would be a way to do that. If making that time to shepherd and care for the soul, um, having prayer time together and discussing what's going on in the family life, that that's all really, um, important pieces of, of going beyond the provider role in the very, the, the material sense. Um, and, and going into the provider role or protector role as a shepherd. Um, that, that would be one way um, to grow as a husband. Um, let's see, for wives, I, I think it's easy to, um, well, this part of the curse is that your desire is going to be to want to rule over your husband, to, to um, usurp his role as the head of your family. Um, and, and, and it's hard to do that. It's, it's a hard thing to, um, to submit yourself, to sort of yield to the leadership of someone else. And sometimes like you might, you might be able to do a better job, but God didn't call you to be a head of your family. Um, he called your husband to do that. And, and your job is to be a good helpmate to that. So one of the ways that you can sabotage that relationship is letting, um, uh, grumbling and, uh, complaining and, uh, what do you call it? Nagging. That's the word. Um, um, sort of just go on and be unchecked and always being critical and condescending or, or just, you know, not encouraging. It's the opposite. So you're always looking to slash instead of, of giving an encouraging word that will help your husband, um, kind of step up into his responsibility that God's called him to. So, um, those are a couple of ideas of like, Hey, what, what, and I trust the spirit will show you your MC, your fight club, um, should be able to speak into that as well of, of where, uh, you can grow as a husband, um, or a wife. And for the single people, you know, you don't have that, that husband or wife, um, to, you know, to improve for at this point. But what, one of the things that you can think about is how, how can you make yourself, um, more marriage material? Okay. Now this might sound, this might sound off putting at first, but let me, let me say it like this. Not every single person right now is called to be single for their life. Um, it's crazy how God can provide a spouse and, and what happens in the time of not having that person in your life, not knowing who that, that person is that you're going to covenant to and spend the rest of your life with is time that's meant to be, unless God's made it very clear that celibacy is going to be your lifestyle and not just temporary celibacy, um, but lifelong celibacy. Um, if the Lord has made it clear that that's your, your lifestyle, it's, or that that's your lot, then, then kind of settle into it. But I don't think that's a case for, I don't think that's a case for most singles. I think God, for most singles, God will bring that person into their life. Um, and I think it's a good thing to desire. And so it's good for you to desire it. It's good for you to pray for it. One of the other things that's good for is to fight for, um, uh, com- not what's the word I'm thinking for to be, not complacent. That's not, that's the opposite of what to be content. 
Okay. That's what I'm saying. To be content in your singleness while still longing for um, that relationship, um, but also asking the Lord, what is it that you want to do in me to make me more suitable for marriage, um, to be a better husband or a wife um, for when I meet that person and uh, we, we decide to move forward in covenant. Um, and so I think that's a good thing, whether you're married or not, is asking, how, what, what does it take for me to become a better husband or wife or to become a better marriage material? That's a good question. That's a worthwhile question to ask and something to work on. You're, you're working on your heart. You're working on yourself here in that. Um, I think that's a good thing to do. Uh, stronger marriages, um, stronger future marriages, a lot of grace, a lot of joy. Um, I think that's the way to, to move towards that. Number seven. Okay. Number seven. And this kind of all together can be part of this um, when you put one through 10 all together. But I think it's one of the things that will help you have a, a better sense of purpose um, to, give, to give you a sense of um, exertion, something to exert energy over, to give yourself to, um, something that when it's achieved, uh, you can look back and say, wow, I did that. I can't believe, I can't believe that I got to this place, um, that I was so far from in the beginning. And so I'll say it like this. Number seven is to set a really hard goal and then organize each week to get closer to that goal. All right. Set a really hard goal and not just like wait till the end of December to start working on it. I did this every single year. So one of the things I do uh, every year is think of like a fitness goal. Um, this year I was supposed to run the Bix and I, I dropped the ball. I just, I didn't, that didn't sound appetizing to me anymore. So I, I failed in my goal. But one of the goals that I've had for like the last six years um, is to be able to do a bar muscle up. I, it's like a gymnast move. You know, you, you're, you're hanging from a, a pull-up bar and then by some working of physics and muscle, you're able to pull yourself up and above it. I, I've never been able to do it. Always wanted to do it, but I always put off working on that skill until the very last moment. And I've never been able to hit it because I try really hard for like 10 days and then I don't get it. And then I don't work on it moving into the beginning of the next year. So I never get it. And then guess what? I'm in the same spot where I've never been able to do it. So don't wait until the very last minute to try to accomplish this goal, right? If you're trying to read the Bible in a year, don't wait till December 1 um, to start chunking your way through the Bible. Don't do that. That's not going to help you achieve your goal. What you need to do is to organize each week, each day, excuse me, to get you closer to that goal. Um, so whether that big goal is to read a big book, find a, a big, well, the Bible, there's a good place to start. Read the Bible to, to read your whole way through the Bible this year. Um, that would be a great goal. Um, or to read a, a piece of fiction or something, or to pick up a theology textbook or something along those lines. And I've got all kinds of book recommendations. If you want to read a big book, I know all kinds of great big books. Um, read those bad boys. Do something hard that's going to push you out of your comfort zone, that's going to put you out. Um, find a physical goal to do, like a, a physical fitness. Run the Bix. Um, I don't know if I'm going to try to do that this year or not. Try to lose some weight. Um, do that. That's always a hard thing to do. Could be f uh, financially or business related. You're going to grow your business by by 15%. How are you going to do that? What are the actual steps that you're going to take week to week, day to day uh, to accomplish that? Or, or maybe you're looking to save up for a down payment on a new house. Um, that's hard to do. You want, you want to get to 20%, you want to get 15%, whatever that number is. Um, set a big goal that's going to be hard. It's going to require some sacrifice, some self-discipline that's going to to grow you in virtue and in character, something that, that you're really going to have to strive for. 
Um, and it's going to, you know, require a bit of, of investment and sacrifice to get there. So I think it's really good to set good and hard goals and then organize your week, your days in the week to get closer to that thing. That's number seven. So you choose it. I don't care what it is. Find something hard to do. It's good to do hard things. Um, so find something hard to do and do it. Number eight, I'm going to call it upgrade responsibility. And I'll say it like this. I think if you want to set yourself up for a, a good or a better 2023, um, you, you should upgrade your responsibility. And you, this might look by adding something to your plate um, that you're not currently doing. Maybe there is a, a position at work that you can step into or, or there's a promotion that, that's available. Um, that's going to stretch you a little bit, but you could be the guy for the job. You could be the lady for the job. Um, put yourself to it and, and, and go after something. Uh, maybe it's taking on more responsibility in your missional community. Um, you know, taking over prayer or the group mission or something along those lines, or you want to step into, you want to become a, a co-leader of a missional community someday. Um, so to, to apprentice as a missional community leader, maybe, maybe it's at the school, um, get involved with the booster club or uh, moms in prayer sort of thing. Um, maybe it has to do with Porterbrook. You, there's something that you want to take responsibility for, for your own spiritual life. Um, in the, in the discipleship of other people, um, Porterbrook would be another place where you could go to, um, sort of upgrade responsibility. And, and when you do this, I don't want you just to add something to your plate just to do it. Um, you want to do, you want to, you're wanting to align your life um, to something that is more and more meaningful, that, that allows you to do more and have bigger and bigger impact um, with the time, the talent, the resources that you have available to you um, for the benefit of other people. And so um, that might mean that you need to take something off. Maybe you're doing something right now, and you, in order to do something bigger, you need to say no to that thing and give yourself to something that, that requires more responsibility. Um, and so I think there's plenty of opportunities out there, both in the church, in the community, um, with um, your job. I'm, I'm sure there's stuff like that. Maybe it's school or, or you're part of a group or some sort of a, a club or organization. Step up. Take some responsibility. Um, do hard things and uh, upgrade that responsibility. Number nine, I'll say, it is to fight for deep relationships. Fight for deep relationships. This goes in line with what our mission is as church, to make disciples, plant churches, and renew our city. Um Discipleship happens in the context of relationship. You you cannot make disciples um, on Facebook. You you can't just pump out stuff, and it might be good stuff. It might be true stuff. Um, you can't just pump that out. But you need to be in relationship with other people um, to make disciples. And so I, I would say, like, give yourself to face to face relationships this year, or even or even you already have those relationships. You already have those people in your missional community that you're connected to. How are you going to deepen that relationship? What kind of uh, routines or rhythms are you going to pick up? You know, maybe it's giving somebody a phone call midweek, um, just check in, um, pray for them real quick. Doesn't have to be anything too long or extravagant, but just say, Hey, you were in my mind. I thought I'd give you a call, see what's going on with you today and see if I can just say a word of prayer for you real quick. And you know, what, what is that? A five minute, three, five minute conversation. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Shoot somebody a text message, encourage them. Uh, how do you use your, your dinner table, right? Um, to, to, uh, make space for that relationship and not just kind of hog those weeknights to yourself or the weekends to yourself, which I know it's, you got to relax. You got to have that Sabbath rest with your family. Um, but what are some ways that you can really engage with those, those people that you're in relationship, either in relationship and discipleship relationships or, um, relationship with people that you're on mission to, right? We, we need to give ourselves to, um, the relational work of gospel ministry 
Um, and, and I think the more you do that, the more joy you find in it, you get to celebrate more highs. Um, you get a, you get to be a better friend to somebody as they walk through lows. And that, that is a joy producing thing. Um, that's very much worthwhile. Now with that, if you're going to fight for deep relationships, deep relationships don't come easy. Um, there are, our relationships are hard. Um, everybody's a sinner and you get a couple sinners together and, and there's going to be times where things are difficult. And so it means that you're, maybe you've, you've kind of fallen out of relationship with somebody. You've just sort of lost touch and, uh, fighting for deep relationships. And maybe it's not necessarily a sin thing or anything like that. It's just like life got busy and you had that and I had this. And then, you know, before you know it, we haven't seen each other in four months. Well, it might be good to, to identify those people that you really value their relationships, their friendship, and say, what does it look like to re- reconnect with them? How, how, how might I take that first step um, to reconnect and, and reestablish some kind of a, a vibrant relationship? This might also mean that reconciliation and forgiveness is needed. Um, maybe you've drifted apart with somebody because of a sin issue or, or something along those lines. You, you felt offended or they felt offended and they pulled away. What's it look like to, to reconcile, to confess sin? Um, and to um, to seek forgiveness in Christ towards one another, and say, listen, our, we'll we'll give this another shot, and and say, hey, we, we want to we'll absorb the small sins, uh, the things that that could have been confessed, or or you know, or whatever it is, you know, we'll just kind of take that on ourselves, and 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 push it back onto Jesus, and reconcile and forgive, and and all that stuff. And so, I just want to encourage you to fight for relationships, especially those relationships. Um, on mission, it's easy to, to want to pull away from from people who don't think like you, um, who don't have the same values as you. Um, but God has sent us here to be on mission, to make new disciples, to bring people into the faith. Um, of course, by the power of the Spirit that's, that's bringing regeneration. Um, but but discipling them and, and instructing them, showing them how we live our life, the joy that we have, the hope that we have in Christ. Um, and so I think that's really important to fight for those deep relationships um, and friendships. And number 10. If you want to set yourself up for a better 2023, uh, I think you need to learn to party well, celebrate well. I'd say that's the last one here. Um, It's so easy to let things pass by us, busyness of life. It's so easy to take things for granted, to see, you know, to not acknowledge the evidence of grace that God continues to pour out grace upon grace upon grace. Um, and so we want to be able to celebrate those things, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, major milestones, new job. Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of things that are worth celebrating. And I, I want to see us do that more as a church. I, I want to be better celebrators um, because I think one of the ways um, it helps us fight for joy, it helps us see um, God's hand in things, even when not everything's going well or not everything's super great. There's always that that thread of joy that we can see. All right, God's been here. God's doing stuff. We can we can take heart here. Um, but also, I think one of the ways that we fight is as you know, as Christians is through joy, our joy. It says, uh, in Nehemiah eight, it said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so drawing from the joy of the Lord, letting that be in our strength to keep pressing on having an optimistic outlook on our future on at the church in our city, um, to see that all the kind of things that God could do if we were to be faithful to him, to obey his word, um, to disciple the nations, to call people to faith and repentance, um, as we preach the gospel and, uh, and teach the scriptures. And so, um, I think that the, there's tons of things, baptisms, um, you, parent-child dedications, um, uh, professions of faith. Like there's all kinds of things to celebrate here as a church and as family, um, uh, as church family, 
um, even to celebrate with our city. When our city is excited about something, I know we don't live in a major city that has like a, a professional sports team. They win the championship. They bring the pennant home, and, and the whole city is in a parade. But we do have plenty of opportunities to celebrate in the city of Moline. And so I want to I want to invite you to just enjoy that, to, to see that as a as God's gift of grace, um, to, to let yourself tap into joy a little bit more, to celebrate things, to see, have gospel eyes, to see those evidences of grace. And I think as we do that, these 10 things, I think that it's it would be hard to not have a better 2023 than you did in 2022. Um, I think daily Bible reading, worshiping local, taking care of your body, taming your vice, killing your vice, um, focusing on stewardship, how to grow as a husband, a spouse, a wife, um, setting really hard goals and striving for it day in, day out, upgrading your responsibility, fighting for deep relationships and learning to party well. Man, that sounds like a good year to me. And so um, these are just ideas for you to think about as you gear up for the next year, thinking about, okay, God, what, what is it you want to, to grow me in? Where, where do you want me to change? Um, what does sanctification look like for me, my household? Um, and then what are the concrete things that we're going to do to step into that? So I want to encourage you, grab a notebook, um, jot down these, these things. I just listed them off, jot them down. Um, ask the Lord, what is it you want to do in me? Um, maybe go to your fight club. What, what do you guys see in me that needs to grow or, or seek maturity? Go to your spouse. Hey, what do you see, um, that needs to, to grow and to, to increase in this area and, and use that community as a, uh, help for this project. And I just imagine the kind of impact. I mean, you get, you get 20 people doing this. You get 40, 60, 80, 100 people thinking like this. Man, I, I think that would be a, a culture shifter in our church. We would really get a lot of stuff done for the kingdom of heaven. So jump on this, think through this as the year winds down. Hey, reach out to me. If you want somebody to chop it up with and talk through this stuff, I, I love to think about this. Uh, I'm still working on mine as we move towards the end of the year, things that I want to see myself grow in um, as a pastor, as a preacher, as a husband, as a dad, as just somebody who's uh, a soul that's embodied in, in a, a physical thing, um, all, financially, all of these things that I, I want to grow in myself. So I'm not being sitting up here on my, on my, uh, you know, the, the heckler's throne here saying, I got it figured out and you don't. Uh, I'm very much here in the weeds doing this with you. This is stuff that I want to grow in, stuff that I think that it's, it's necessary for me um, to keep reforming and, and being sanctified and growing in this area. And, and I hope that um, people benefit. The, the more that I do this, the more people benefit from me investing my time, my thought, my energy into moving towards something like this, setting myself for a better 2023. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, I hope this is helpful. Uh, if not, um, sorry for wasting your time. But if it is helpful, you need some help, um, reach out to me, Sam at sacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to hear some of your goals. And maybe you got some goals that, that I can help you reach uh, for um, or somebody in your mission community, whatever. But um, we want to encourage one another as long as today is called today. Uh, to, to press on towards sanctification and see the glory of Christ continue to unfold around us and in the people around us. So I, I hope you uh, give yourself to this and see this as a work of God, um, not just a, a uh, work of man, something that, that we can like pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and do this very much. You can't do anything with it apart from God. Uh, the spirit is very much necessary. The, the energy of Christ is necessary uh, to give yourself to anything uh, that's worthwhile. Um, and so don't, don't hesitate to reach out to him and draw from his energy 
receive from his wisdom uh, as you do this. So I do wish you the very best. I'm praying for the very best 2023 for all of God's people here at Sacred City Moline. And I'm looking forward to sharing more of our vision as a church um, of, of what this year holds for us and where we're going and what we're hoping that God will accomplish uh, as we pray and study the scriptures and live obediently to him. So I'm signing off. Hope you guys have a great uh New Year's Eve celebration. Hey, the best way, the best way to start off 2023 is going to be with your butt in a pew on Sunday morning, January 1st, okay? If if you're not in a pew, if you're not in a church service on this year, your year's already off to a bad start. So don't make stupid decisions on Saturday night that are going to prohibit you from being there on Sunday morning. Um, still do the normal Sabbath routine that starts on the on, on the night of the Sabbath and then moves into the morning. Uh, and I hope to see you worshiping with us to start off the new year, celebrating our sixth year anniversary as a church, big time. So I love you guys. I will see you at the end of this week. <laughs>